Steve Vines, how are you doing? Uh, good morning. Higher than the, the elements. <laughs> the moon! <laughs> right. Higher than the moon, that's So, right. there's yeah. me thinking there's not much to talk about this week. Actually, there is. There is, there is. We were, we, we, as ever, the gift that keeps on giving is, is always In the three? Hong Kong government. Yeah, OK. <laughs> um, but now we have Laura Cha, who's an old trustee in the Executive Council, saying, oh, she says, oh, dear, 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 it's really hard to get people to join the Executive Council because journalists... Could you do a more convincing spit on on the radio? We, we like those sound effects to be a bit more, you know, hmm. meaty. Because journalists, etc., um, will go digging around and find skeletons in their cupboard. Dig dirt was the expression uh, that was dirt, used. Was it? Gosh, this is brilliant, I mean, though, isn't it? So it, I love her 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 automatic assumption that, there is that anybody who's likely to be a member of 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 Carrie Lamb's cabinet will have some skeletons in their cabinet. I like that. Um, and then she goes, "Oh yes," and then. They might, they might talk to people in the family. And that's not fair. Well, it, first of all, Laura, thank you for telling us that potential candidates for the job. chief executive uh, office are all going to be a bit dodgy. That, that's useful information. Know, Nobody has it. spelt that out before. But the idea, and this is the extraordinary thing, the idea that these people have, and she's someone who's multiply appointed to all sorts of jobs, is that somehow... They're entitled to be entirely private. They want they want high-profile public jobs, but they don't want the baggage that comes with them. Of course, these are people who have no idea what it's like to be, say, in an elected system where you actually get a <laughs> real yeah. a real spotlight shoved up your nether parts. But here, even here, the media, such as it is, does its job, and it looks into people who are public officials. If you're sitting... On the Executive <laughs> Council of the Hong Kong SAR, you are not entitled to say all of my affairs are private. No, you have chosen, you've stood up and you've chosen to be a public figure. Therefore, you're open to scrutiny. And she's going, that's not fair. That's not fair. I just want the title and, you know, the, 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 the attendance at the cocktail parties. I love this. And the gold bohemia gong or whatever it is that they all get i just want that i don't want all the other stuff why should i have to have all the other stuff it's not fair yeah and incidentally i'm very rich did you know that awfully rich very rich lots D of money you loads know, of money doing doing down the hong kong media are oh, they're just not very experienced this that and the other Can they I might they might do this are awful. they're all terrible all awful they're but all you know terrible. i'll tell you what she might have a point because these are the guys that hired these arctics with cranes on them to look over donald Trump's. um uh, Tang's Wall, Henry Tang's Wall. Yeah, yeah, and and then they found out that there was in fact a skeleton, <laughs> ten out of a, ten, a cabinet, and or, or a cupboard, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and out it popped. So here's the thing, and this is this is a little tippet for anybody listening to this, if indeed there is such a person, and aspiring to high office. If you don't want to get nobbled, don't do the nasty things. It's kind of simple. <laughs> You know, if you want to do dodgy things, don't keep out of public life. Would be I've, my I've been, tip. I've of been the thinking day. about this. You, you're going to give me give me some history here with your sort of British politics experience. I was thinking, you know, that we've had the election or whatever it was. Goodness me, you should give me your scoopy on that as well. Yeah, we could talk about that. But, yeah. but every time you hear mostly Tory MPs, I've got to say, getting done for fiddling yeah. this and sponging off that. Is there a DNA thing I don't, in parliamentarians' I honest, I honestly heads? Don't understand it. I mean, in the in the years gone by, this was slightly before the Middle Ages. 
when I actually worked in the Houses of Commons and, and, you know, sort of spent my life hanging out with MPs, I remember one very wise MP said to me, you know what I don't understand about these people is they always think they're going to get away with it. They somehow think that there's a magic screen that, that separates them from the rest of the world and they can dip behind it when they like and dip out of it when they like and they're going to get away with it i mean th- this is in in the days before the the internet and what have you when you know stuff yes, goes yes. around virally at, at the speed of nano what's it's but even in those days when you just had humble old scribes you know scribbling on grotty little notebooks it still got out but this is a and the reason of, it gets yeah. out is because they're careless and they're arrogant. That's actually the key to it. My question is, why do they do it in the first place? I mean, all this taking a every song. little chip off, yeah. the, off the expenses. I mean, if somebody handed me an expense form and said, go on, take what you... I, I actually wouldn't, and I don't think you would. But these really rich guys do. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, why do... And, and often these misdemeanours... Yeah. We, we, we won't go as far as calling them crimes, but these misdemeanours are incredibly petty and you're wondering you know you've got a million bucks coming in every week they're all on the table. what do you need another hundred bucks for but they do it's this entitlement mentality often they get done for transport stuff i mean um julie bishop taking the helicopter from from central uh, melbourne to geelong and get you know because it looks fresh i think that's why they do it it's entitlement as i keep coming back i think that the key to understanding this is you know why did donald jung um get involved with this fella um, Jets uh, who was building a a little palace for him in in Shenzhen, I mean I I know that he's been found guilty and it's subject to appeal and blah 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 but but there's no dispute over the fact that he was going to be moving into an apartment owned by this bloke, the question is the details and that's still to be sorted out by the courts but why would you do that? He actually had an enormously high salary from the Hong Kong SAR government. He indeed had a perfectly nice, or has, as far as I know, he hasn't We sold don't know it, the reasons why. A perfectly why. nice um, apartment in, in Hong Kong. Mind you, he did buy a flat in South London. That was a bit of a mistake. But South. South London. I mean, who'd do that? I, th- I think sometimes. I can't speak mind for him. Mind you, that... that that, that's the key to all sorts of things, isn't oh, it? Oh, goodness me. I can't speak for him, but very often it's like they want to keep up with the Joneses or keep up with the Chans or whatever you want to or, call it. <laughs> or they just think, I'm worth it. Well, some, I I've deserve been, it. I deserve it. I've been, I've, been a, I've been a self-sacrificing public servant, you know, a bit of hanky-panky with someone other than, 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 than the marital partner. That's all right. A bit of, you know, a bit of a bung. Well, why not? Because, you know... Really, is that I what it deserve is? it. I think it is. Mm. They just feel, and 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 what they just feel that they're entitled to. They 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 have no conception of the fact that that there will always be a paper trail or a knickers trail or whatever trail it is, mm. and it it will do for them. I think I think one of the reasons why a lot of the <clears throat> establishment in the UK despises Jeremy Corbyn is he's not only clean; he's like the antithesis of Bent. Yes. And, and you know, you, you can he imagine. Touch this you guy. can imagine trying to offer a bung to Jeremy Corbyn, and he'd go, he'd go rather self-righteously. I shall have to report this to the police. They go, no, no, that's not how it's <laughs> no, done. No, Jeremy. no, no, no. You just don't understand the system. Did you ever meet him? We'll come I back have, to Hong Kong have, in a minute. I have met Jeremy Corbyn. Come on. Yeah. I, well, I, I'll tell you something, which, which I, I don't know why this isn't so much in the public prints. I was living in. Um, 
the constituency next to his in Islington, which was then called Islington North. I, I believe it's still maybe. Um, and so I, I had some dealings with him, but mainly I knew him through his semi-deranged brother, who's called Piers Corbyn. Now, Piers <laughs> He's the Cor- Tory of the family no, called no, Piers. No, Piers Corbyn. Piers Corbyn was, was, in fact, a very active member of something called the International Marxist Group, which was a Trotskyist organisation. And I remember the whole thing about Jeremy. He was, he was known as the moderate brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, Piers, who's a very bright fellow, actually, I, I think he was semi-deranged, uh, went on and he's made a small fortune by developing some sort of weather forecasting model. It's all way above my pay grade. I yeah. don't quite know what it is. But here's the irony. The former trot, who made his brother look like a sort of, you know, meek and mild socialist little, on the sidelines... <laughs> has now gone off and made a fortune. I mean, it's through his own talent, so I have no problem with it, but it it just is rather strange. Now, Jeremy was always known in those days, and I think this is the thing which kind of came out in the election, as being the straight guy, you know. Oh, Oh, Jeremy's... Well, he was known as being a bit boring, actually. (laughs) I mean, I was a lot younger in those days, and my boredom threshold was was really low. But he was known as being a bit boring. He may even have had an allotment, even in those early (laughs) days, which has been held against him. And as a sign of of, of complete madness. For for people who aren't aware of the British obsession with allotments, what it is is you, you... you rent from the local council a piece of land um, and you can do your own gardening there and grow vegetables and stuff. I, I think it's fantastic. It's, w- it's where people of our parents' generation, the old man would go to get away yes, from your mum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to the allotment for three weeks. <laughs> and they have a little shed there and they brew up their tea and um, it's, yeah, sit there. And, yeah. what, what Was his family very left? No, his, he comes from a very conventional middle-class I'm thinking background. of Jeremy and Piers. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're not, they're not I think I, 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 I seem to remember that his family were indeed Labour supporters. I mean, he wasn't from a fabulously rich family, but it was a sort of comfortable middle-class family. So, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't do this thing which some Labour MPs try and do, you know, pretend they're working class when, you know, actually... They, like Farage. <laughs> well, like, I mean, the one who always makes me laugh... Is is the former editor of the Sun who who who, who always um, and uh, Kevin McKelvin, sorry, not Kevin, Kelvin McKenzie, who, who always go, yeah, oh no, you know, all of that. Kelvin, you went to a public school, <laughs> <laughs> which means you are actually quite posh. Don't don't you forget that? It's true, it's true, and I've got to say, he did come from a deprived childhood because his father was also in the hacking business. So fair play, yeah. He's just but, been fired, hasn't he? Yeah, <clears throat> Kelvin's been, been fired. Naughty yeah. in his column. I know, he's a naughty lad. Anyway, I was curious to meet... But working class he ain't, I'll just just mention that. And Jeremy, working class he ain't. As I say, he doesn't doesn't pretend it. Um, (laughs) The other extraordinary thing about Jeremy Corbyn is he's now in his late 60s. He might Mm -hmm. even be 70, I don't know exactly what his age is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he looks more or less exactly the same as he did 40 years ago. He looks like your drama teacher from school, doesn't he? He's he's (laughs) most extraordinary in that. I mean, maybe his his hair is a little greyer, although it's not, you know. But actually, I mean, it's an extraordinary thing. Most people over 40 years do change a bit. The reason I brought up Corbyn was, one, out of curiosity, because I knew you would have met him somewhere Mm. down the line, and secondly, because he is super clean. But what's wrong with that? What is it in these Tory MPs' DNA that makes them so bad? I don't know. And some of our guys here, quite frankly. And (laughs) and there are only little advantages, but if, you you know, it's like, I'm I'm posh now. Well, you see here, of course, where you don't have an elective system... Mm. 
and and you know let's cut away the bs we don't have an elective system there's a partial bit of elections in the system of course it is much easier to get away with stuff because the whole point about elections besides the fact that they give people a chance to uh, elect their representatives which gosh that seems like a novel idea but the whole point about elections is there's this remorseless spotlight mm. shone on the candidates and they have to get out there they have to go and meet the people i mean Theresa May's great downfall, uh, uh, there are many reasons, but the main reason is she doesn't really like going out and meeting people. And in the spotlight of the election, mm. it became very clear. You know, she comes from one of the safest Tory seats in the country, so she's never had to really fight a, a, a harsh election campaign before. In this case, in the, in the, intimate, the ultimate stupidity of the Tory party, they decided to focus it all on her without thinking, oh, do you think she'd be any good at communicating to people? And she isn't. She she'd been, she'd isn't. been to the TV thing. Was that a bad move, do you think? Well, she, did, she turned down a, a debate. Very bad. A debate. Very bad. I mean, if you, if you aspire to be the prime minister of a country and you're not prepared to debate in public with your opponent, people mm. will draw the conclusion that, A, you have something to hide, B, you're afraid of, of, of an open discussion. It, it went down extremely badly. No. I mean, Corbyn, I think foolishly, except he reversed himself at the last minute, said, oh, well, if she's not going to debate, I won't join the debates. And then at the last minute thought, tell you what, that's a stupid thing to do. And he did, in fact, join the last TV debate of, of other party leaders. Now, one, and acquitted himself quite well. One question before we, uh, before we wrap up this week. We will get back to Hong Kong in we a minute, will. but it's, it's good this. Steve ha does have more than one string to his bow. Um, so Jeremy Corbyn is, stroke was, an IRA Sinn Féin sympathiser. Supervisor. <laughs> sympathiser. Yeah. Um, the Tories are now forming a government with the Democratic Unionist Party. Um, yeah. I don't get... I mean, I mean I don't. Uh, well, the, the, the Tories have no choice because they don't have a parliamentary majority. They cannot actually govern alone. They have nobody else in the House of Commons they can form. all the gin joints, you know. Well, they have no choice. I mean, you know, the Liberals that have been down the road of being in a coalition with the Tories and have paid very heavily for that ever mm. since. Mm. Um, obviously, the Labour Party is not going to form a coalition with the Tories. Scottish National Party, I don't think so. So there's nobody else for them to form a coalition Aren't we raking with. up old embers here? Well, are, are we just? I mean, remember the situation in Northern Ireland, in case anybody <laughs> hasn't, um, hasn't been across it, is that, that the Northern Ireland Parliament, Stormont, has been dissolved yeah. because the DUP and Sinn Féin, the, the, the Republican, the nationalist wings of Northern Ireland politics can't agree and are so bitterly divided... And here we go. ...that, that um, you know, they can't form a, a government. And, and indeed, what the election showed was that the community is bitterly divided because in this election, all the other parties that used to be in Stormont and in the British Parliament on behalf of Northern Ireland didn't even get a single MP. So, you know, the communities have, have, have gone to supporting the two, the two polar opposite wings... And on social issues, the DUP, you know, makes the 18th century look as though it's, it, 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 it's, um, it's amazingly modern. You know, they're against more or less Everything. all social progress. So, and of course, they're very good at screwing money 
out of the government in London for their pet projects. So, you know, yes, they have no choice but to form an alliance mm. with, with, with the DUP. The price they're going to have to pay for that, I mean, they say it's not a coalition, but it is a, a support agreement in the House of Commons. The price they're going to have to pay for that is going to be astronomical. And if the Tories think that this is somehow going to improve their election for, um, fortunes, mm. boy. Have they, have they got yet another shot coming for them? You can see how this is hard enough to understand for people that live there, all of this stuff. And I'm just dead curious. There's lots of people here. Yeah. What does this mean? And, you know, it's almost like a 1970s way of thinking. Think, forget about the same-sex stuff. Uh, forget about green issues. Forget about everything that the 21st century is bothered by. Let's go back to the 80s. Or you could say another way of looking at it is the British election is now following a pattern of enormous upsets. You know, in France you have a president who, who started running for the presidency and he didn't even have proper party organisation. Well, that's it. Democracy's rubbish. And, and something really weird happened in America. I'm not quite sure what that was. Yeah. We'll come back in a bit. <laughs> it's morningbrew.rthk.hk. Shut the door if you want to get AM Radio 3. And Queen, still in with Steve Vines. I just want to wrap up the stuff we were on about before the news with an email from Stephen who says, don't appear surprised about the DNA of politicians. Aside from a very small minority, Corbyn, he says, I don't believe that even people with the best of intentions to change the world come out of the other side of a political system honest. Just to survive in the cutthroat world, you ultimately have to be a savage politico. He says, look at the Clintons. The point is, Joe Public around the world is sick and tired of these types. Winds of change, question mark, he says. There's, that is cynicism. Yes. There is no place for that on Morning Brew. Absolutely. I think I think it, it also comes down to entitlement, which has probably come through their childhood yeah. and everything as well. Yeah. Anyway, nice one, Steve. Thanks very much. What do you got? Well, the, I mean, talking about cynicism, but as I say, not not that it has any place on this particular program. No, but but <laughs> but you know, all these kiddies were 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 out doing their. It's no longer called the TSA. They're now doing something called the Basic Competency Assessment. You have to be at least one and a half foot high before you can be put behind a desk to do basic this. Basic competency. Yeah, to do this scheme. The BSA, as you know, is, is TSA in drag, but mm. never mind. So a lot of parents are resisting this and saying, you know, this is just enough already with tests enough already with very small children being subjected apparently they've made the the new test so simple that you know no, it, I, I, it doesn't really uh, nobody really bothered by it but the fact of the matter is there were some protests there was a protest in a in a kuntong school and this just shows you the level of sheer inability to understand even what a protest is so a couple of parents literally a couple of parents stood outside the school and burned the, P the, the BCA papers Whatever. in a bin <laughs> yeah. and the school went into full panic mode called out five fire engines um, the, 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 the Department of Education or the Education Bureau, whatever it's called this week, then issued a strong statement saying how, you know, it, def it, it upset the life of the campus. There was potential dangers, blah, blah, blah. There's a bloke and his it wife was, standing was, on the pavement. Do you know, I've been around Hong Kong, people banning papers in, in, in cans. Exactly. Actually, practically every day of the week, it's part of uh, what's known as Chinese tradition. Admittedly, this is burning papers for the dead, but nonetheless, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. It was the same sort of receptacle they were burning the paper in. But to, to have this kind of overkill reaction... I mean, what what is it that... I suppose they want to make the point that it was it was dangerous and blah, 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 but 
brackets, it wasn't. I think they're making they w- the point that firemen have got nothing better to do, They've which got, we know they have. They ha- well, you would think so. I mean, you look at what firemen were doing in London no, yesterday. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's what happens. I, I have a lot of respect for the Hong Kong Fire Service, and I don't think they should be used as a political tool by some ghastly little bureaucrat. I mean, tool is exactly what they looked like standing there, by no fault of their own, yeah. the firemen. Well, five fire engines? Are we, are we entirely sure this no, was No, I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway. But, but you know, it follows a pattern. The thing about this test I don't understand, unless I've totally missed the point here, which I'm sure I have, is, you know, CY is in this, you know, twilight days, and yet he's definitely going to do this, and we don't know if Mrs Lamb is going to chuck it out. But, well, but for mean, this next month, yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. I mean, remember, I mean, you know, for, for, for the listener who, who perhaps doesn't know the background... There was an enormous backlash against the the TSA test, so the government was forced to scrap it. Enormous backlash. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, parents out on the streets, uh, schools. Can I just chuck in one thing here? This. It's all very well saying, you know, the, the the parents are jumping up in arms, but very, a lot of these parents are the ones that, when the kid comes home, they send them to piano, they send them well, to squash, they indeed. send them to swimming, they're, they're, they're and the kids are being, absolutely they're, they're forever being being tutored. Yes. Yeah. So there is that. But but then you've got you've got the fact that um, uh, the government was actually forced to scrap it, and they had the alternative of saying, "Oh well, this was a bad idea. No. Maybe we'll do something else." But oh no no no, not the lethal combination of CY Leung and the world's most lucid and intellectual Minister of Education in the shape of Eddie Ng, reads thirty books a week. Um, so he says. Um, together they said... Oh, I'd laugh no, if he no. does, Steve. You'd look so stupid. I would, I would. i feel like a right plonker. Yeah. And I will come on here and humbly apologise. Yes, I will okay. eat my books. I think, um, I think your money's safe, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not planning on doing it. But <laughs> they, 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 they then say, oh, well, all right, all right, all right, right. We hear what you're saying. <laughs> We've got another test up our sleeve. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring in that one. As you say, they're actually introducing it... <clears> that the test was held yesterday, yeah. which is less than a month before CY Leung goes out of office. Carrie Lam has already said she's not going to bother with this. Um, Edding is is dead meat as education secretary. Can't think why a talent like that's going to be lost to the government, but apparently it is. What is this about? Other you than know what it's sheer, about. <laughs> hubris. Sheer hubris and bloody-mindedness. Yeah. Oh, but it's all right. We're <coughs> only affecting it on little kids, so that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hopefully not much damage done, because, you know, the, the, the kids are the <coughs> ones who have to do it. Um, and if it was done the way it was put out there, i.e. no no warning, if you like, or, or no revision, yeah. but I bet you it wasn't. I bet you, top dollar, it's been crammed-tastic in a oh, lot of schools of for the past few days. It just, it's it like has. the scorpion, it yeah. will sting you. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. But while we're at it, I mean, let's just go through what else is we've got on on on, on the government menu. <coughs> so we've got we've got Raymond Tam, who's Secretary for Constitutional Affairs, who says wasn't me that the biggest data leak in Hong Kong's electoral history, i.e., the disappearance of laptops with the names of all and, and details of all the electors in Hong Kong, on it says. You know, I'm I'm the responsible minister, so I've decided that some very, very minor official is going to take carry the can for this. We were told, and in case anybody's forgotten about this, when the so-called responsibility system was introduced, the whole point of it was that responsibility would flow upwards, not downwards. 
and that somebody at the top would carry the can when big things happened. Yeah. And here we got Raymond Tam going, well, it's a big thing, and, um, you know, nobody told me uh, anything. And um, anyway, um, Mr Chan, he's very minor. He's, He's to blame. I tell you, he's a very ghastly fellow. He might even be a bit smelly. Blame the contractor. <laughs> oh, no, different gig. No, different, different gig. gig. You've got yeah. that wrong. That's that's the bridge to nowhere gig. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that's entirely different, and I'm, I'm appalled that you've even mentioned it. I'm appalled. We've seen this quite a lot recently, that the director, very often, of I mean, the marine thing with that horrible ferry yeah. thing. Yeah, that's they, somebody else's fault. They look bad both ways, because if you're the absolute boss and you genuinely don't know, then something's wrong. Yeah. And if you're kind of fibbing, then something's wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at the, the, the Bridge to Nowhere uh, scandal over the, the wonky testing of the concrete, which, incidentally, the company that's responsible for that has been blithely um, getting new government contracts, obviously, on the basis of reputation. Yeah. But the person who's in her charge of transportation, Anthony Jung, also not to serve in the next administration, just said, well, nobody told me, therefore... Uh, that's probably that's true. Right. Well, I, 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 I believe him, but you know, if you're so incompetent that you're running a department in which some very important thing happens and you don't know about it, yet again, whose responsibility is that? Mm. Sure, people lower down the tree uh, may have been very bad in not telling them about it, but you, the whole point about you know running things is that the buck stops somewhere. I've got something to throw in here for you, Steve. Back to the previous topic. I want to say hi to Tim, who writes to me, and he's a, he's a teacher of little kids, and he said, okay. he said one of my students did the test yesterday. He said it was a piece of cake, I believe is the word you're looking for. Yes. But you know what the knock-on of this is? If it really was a piece of cake, they're all going to get fantastic scores, and the hand will be up. Look, under me, the education is thriving in Hong yes, Kong. Yes, exactly. And incidentally, uh, I, I did forget to mention in, in, in um, the previous peroration that the point of this test apparently is not to test the children, but to test the teachers. That That is how this was sold, that it was a way of assessing mm-hmm. how well the teachers were doing in the schools. So if you make a really simple test and all the kids come out with, you know, 90 to 100% pass map rates, all the schools can turn around and go, we're doing a fantastic job. Oh, the fact that it's completely meaningless, ooh, well, you know, only a pedant would go along that line, but... There you go. Emperor's New Clothes, isn't it? It really is, Hang isn't on. it? Quick traffic announcement here, because oh, this looks gosh. very important. So, they found a, quote, suspicious object. So, all the lanes of Cornwall Street, both ways, between Beacon Hill Road and Devon Road, are closed to traffic. A suspicious object. Mm. Anyway, there's going to be traffic carnage, so stay away from it. If Cornwall you Street. Can. Very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Yep. One we'll more, one on more for the road. Shall we do one more for the road? Um, very quickly, I... <laughs> It's a parting gift to the chief executive. Unbelievably, almost, but not quite, is that his approval ratings have now slumped to 37.6. That's out of 100, according to the latest Hong Kong. It's out of 10. His approval rating, the people who approve of him, is is, is, is 20%, Mm. compared with 73% of the people who, who disapprove of him. I mean... These figures... It doesn't matter to him anymore, though, does it? He doesn't care, of course. But, you know, when you just think about this, he is the third failed chief executive of the Hong Kong SAR. So successful has been the system under which these uh, people have been appointed that we're now having a fourth one coming into office, set up to fail. Set up to fail 
possibly even worse than the other three. But she you may know, not, you know. I beg your pardon. I'm just saying. I mean, none of us have a crystal ball. We don't have a crystal ball. I'm saying possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weasel. Set up to maybe it's, different it's a issue. Weasel, it's a weasel word that, yeah, yeah. that us journalists often put in. Fair play. Um, so we'll see what happens with her. But all I'm saying is that if you have a system that has produced disastrous results three times in a row, sensible people say, do you know what? We better look at that system. It doesn't seem to be working. The central government says, our system has produced stable and firm government. Strong it and is stable. Well, strong and stable. <laughs> as um, uh, somebody who's just failed to get an election mandate was saying, you know, they, they are actually claiming that the whole thing has been a glorious success. Well, in the land of mirrors, maybe, but in the land of Hong Kong, I don't think so. Talk about... It really does seem to be <coughs> arranging deck chairs on the Titanic. It is, <laughs> it is. But we, we, we wish a happy retirement Fair to play. our beloved leader. Uh, let's give the last word to H, who writes, My daughter has just had to do the last round of P6TSA tests over the last couple of weeks. The last round? Oh, this is really news to us, yeah, so thanks for telling us. He said round. it was an absolute doddle because her school placed little emphasis on it and helped them with the study. So they were doing study, <laughs> right? That's um, called... That's called um, prepping yeah exactly yeah. um the problem says this guy with it is the cramming that other schools do and the parents who insist on little johnny needing to get an a plus now that's interesting because that takes the the blame away from the government and sticks it on joe parent yeah really yeah we're gonna leave it there nice one steve next week same time